This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776 is the telephone number. Remember, we're going an extra half hour bonus radio till 1230 today. Then it's Rangers hockey, Rangers and the Capitals from down in D.C. Worked out pretty well for the Knicks last night down in that arena. We'll see if the Rangers can follow suit. I'll handle the pregame for you. Donnie will be on the call with our pal Dave Maloney. And then tonight, you get the Knicks and the Pelicans with pregame coverage beginning at 7 p.m. Um, who's handling that one, Harvey? The Knicks one tonight, too? Who's on that one? Give me the name of your show. Hi, yeah. Mike. How you doing? That's it. That's now back right. to Dan Grasa on 98.7 right. ESPN. Yep. It is a Saturday of Grasa here on 98.7 ESPN. I mean, I feel like... I feel like Jerry Lewis or something for crying out loud. It's like I'm doing one of those like telethons, radiothons. Doc Happy of- Sleazy Girls. <laughs> sleazy. <laughs> if you remember back in the day what that was like, you know, I might as well have a tuxedo on right now. And then the bow tie comes off probably by the end of the Ranger game. And, you know, later on tonight when the Knicks start, I'll be just like hanging on for dear life. How many yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll try to get through this one. Oh, boy. But it's going to be a challenge. Uh, but it'll be fun nonetheless. Celebration tonight at the Garden, 73 Knicks, golden anniversary. They'll honor them at halftime. We'll give you the coverage certainly here on 98.7 uh, ESPN. It's like a day of ceremonies in the area because over at the Prudential Center, the Devils are honoring the their last Stanley Cup championship team, the 2003 squad, 20th anniversary. I can't believe it's been 20 years, but nevertheless, they'll be uh, in the building tonight, so it should be fun all around. MLS kicks off today. I know our boy Harvey couldn't even sleep last night. It's like Christmas morning for him. He's going to be in Harrison at Red Bull Arena to watch the uh, Red Bulls watch party tonight for season ticket holders. Who are they playing tonight, Harvey? They are playing Orlando City. So it's a lot warmer in Orlando than when you're going to be. And figure this has got to be like one of the coldest days of our winter. And you're going to be are you going to be sitting outside watching the game on like the, the jumbotron that they have in the arena? No, I believe they have a VP, VIP area for um, everybody going in there. So. It's, uh, well, that's good at least. At least you don't have to freeze. And this is this is free of charge. You didn't have to pay to, for the watch party. No, nope, it's like all that. for season ticket holders. Um, free parking at the lots there as well. So they're gonna stuff. feed you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They told us about it. Bar, food, drinks. So not bring your own, like pack a sandwich or anything like that. They're actually gonna feed you. No, nah, I mean I might pack my own just for the fun of it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. they'll feed all us. The, yeah. All the kids are packing their own sandwiches <laughs> for a good old time. That's what they're doing these days. <laughs> I still, you know what? I still got to get over there. I still have not been to a game at that building. And I and I love soccer. You know that. I truly do love soccer, but I just haven't found the time to get over there yet. One of these days. Next Saturday, March 4th, I believe is the day. Uh, home opener against Nashville. So go ahead. No, I'm not going to be there. That, that's not going to happen. Great. Wife's birthday next Saturday. We're going to have to go to a, a different day on the schedule. You Season's won't take long. her to a game for her birthday? No. Well, no, because actually, I'll tell you why. Because the goal of the marriage is to still actually still be married, you know, at some time or another. So, you know, hey, honey, happy birthday. By the way, guess what we're doing? We're going to see the Red Bulls in their home opener. Who's, who's the home opener against? Nashville. Nashville. Not that it makes a difference anyway. I mean, they could be playing, you know, the freaking Argentina World Cup team. It don't matter. I mean, it's, you know, not going to want to go to a soccer game. Oh, I'm not going to want to go to a soccer game. It's got to be nicer. It's got to be warmer. Maybe in the summer we'll get over there. I promise. We'll try to make it happen.
do you know anybody over there? Could they like roll out the red carpet and you know that type of stuff? I mean, I could pull some strings. Whether they oblige is a different answer. Well, th- 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 let's see what strings we could pull. Let's make that happen. I want it to be as enjoyable an experience as possible for my uh, introductory visit to Red Bull Arena. But Twisted family. Red Bulls, at least, tonight, the kickoff their season, the NYCFC as well. And by the way, if you're looking to watch any of those soccer games on your favorite uh, local television station, uh, you won't be able to because MLS going the way of the world. That is all streaming right now, my friends. They took the money from uh, Apple TV, and for the next decade, I mean, you got to buy the service, but you can watch every single MLS game courtesy of Apple TV on the app, all those things. And, uh, you know, that's 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 the way the world is. That's how they make their money. They figured they were going to make more from Apple as opposed to, you know, signing up again with their TV partners, whether it was ESPN, Fox. There's going to be some games on, uh, on network TV, but the overwhelming majority of them are going to be on the old app. So if you're a, a soccer fan, an MLS fan, I'm sure you know about this already, but that's, that's what you got to get in on. Talking a lot of hoops. Knicks, great win last night. Nets, a no-show in the Windy City. And we'll get to the football stuff coming up in just a little bit as well. Let's go to the phones. Let us say hi to Anthony in the mail truck. He is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. He's doing God's work. Anthony, how are you? Good morning, Dan. Freezing out here. Good morning. Shout out to the company. Um, So I don't understand, and it's not you. Um, It's some people on the ESPN radio stations, but it's mostly the world. I don't get the hate that Julius Randle receives. He is third. Like, I get it, but I don't get it. He's third in points in the NBA and fourth in rebounds. That's He doesn't do that by accident. And I feel as though, you know, I was talking to Lonnie in Harlem. Shout out to Lonnie uh, yesterday Mm -hmm. about it. Um, He, uh, we were talking about how, you know, Julius Randle, he just, he does, you know, his one move, whatever, but he needs a a Robin. I'm sorry. He needs a Batman so that he can be Robin. And I feel like with Jalen Brunson on the team, I feel like he doesn't have to do as much as he did a couple of years ago, you know, which elevates his game a little bit. But um, Anthony, and is, I he, don't a, think is that he, he Batman yeah, though? Is he Batman? You know, like I, I was talking about that a little while ago. I, I don't know if I still consider him a true number one just yet. He's like, you know, he, he's morphing into a real solid one A. I just don't know if he's that one. Brunson you're talking about? I'm talking about Randall. I'm talking about both of them. No, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, but in the same breath, I feel like Jalen Brunson has come here and, you know, he has played some of the best point guard basketball that we've seen in at least, you know, 15, 20 years. So, you know, him being, him playing as well as he is with, you know, the uh, compliments of Randall and, and, uh, you know, R.J. Barrett taking taking a huge step back. And, um, you know, I just don't – I don't think that, uh, you know, Julius Randle should be getting all this hate. And one more thing before I, I uh, hang up and yeah. listen. Uh, I appreciate you taking the call. Um, you couldn't be more spot on with your New York take with, you know, athletes. And, you know, because if you win here, you're a god. If you play great for 10-plus for years, Carmelo Anthony, you're not, you know, hated here. 
you know, if you come here and, and you play terribly, yeah, you're going to be hated. But that's just because we're we're all passionate sports fans. Thanks for taking the call, Dan. Have a great weekend, hey, brother. Anthony, be good, my friend. Appreciate it as always. Think about, I, I mean, I mean, the examples are endless, right? I mean, take it over to baseball. You know, the Mets haven't won since 1986. Keith Hernandez is a Met legend. This is a guy who won an MVP, won a World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals, who was a Met arch rival back in the day before he even put on a Met uniform. But won in 86. And now when you think of Keith Hernandez, you think of him as a Met. I mean, the broadcasting for all the last 20 years, too, basically, or you know, however long he's been doing it. I mean, that also endears him more to generations of fans. But like I said, all you got to do is win in this city. And all of a sudden, you are embraced. It's like you've been here your entire life. And that's the opportunity that awaits whoever the next Jet quarterback is going to be. Because we talk about that next. T- I mean, there's, there is no team that has a bigger drought in this city than the Jets, right? So whoever delivers that trophy is going to be a god. Think about Randall. You know, like, if you want to sit here and play psychologist and, and on why that is. Like, you know, Anthony used the word hate. And, and, and hate is a strong word. But there were a couple of things. Well, there's three things, actually that I think since he's put on a Nick uniform have kind of gone against Julius. Number one is how he got here. In that summer of 2019, fairly or unfairly, there was all that hype going into free agency. Remember about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. We heard about who's interested in becoming a Nick, going to have a meeting with the Knicks, blah, 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 blah. They want to join the Knicks. Oh, it would be a shock if they don't become Knicks. What ended up happening? Nick swung and missed on all the big free agent targets. So then – the quote-unquote biggest name that they were able to sign that summer was Julius Randle. Julius Randle was viewed by the masses as a consolation prize. You didn't get KD, you didn't get Kyrie, which in hindsight was a blessing, but he was viewed as, well, you didn't win the grand prize, but you get to take home this lovely parting gift of these great selection of board games or something like that on The Price is Right. That's what Julius Randle was. Okay, so that's number one. Number two. Has that great season a couple of years ago. Most improved player, all-star. Gets the Knicks to a home court advantage seed in the first round of the playoffs. Then what happens in the playoffs? He's nowhere to be found. Has a horrible series against the Atlanta Hawks. So then fans start to think, all right, maybe we were right about him all along. Maybe he's not as good as we thought. Maybe he is overrated. Maybe he was only good that year because there were no fans in the stands. And he didn't have to deal with the adversity and the hostile environments on the road or, hell, even in his own building. Then the third thing was last year, where it was a disaster season for him. Production went down. Body language was awful. I mean, he was ornery. He was argumentative. I mean, he looked like a guy who didn't even want to be here anymore. To the point where when the season ended, I put it at 50-50 at best as to whether or not Julius Randle was even going to be on this team this year. Because it looked like the Knicks were going to have to cut their losses and get rid of this guy. Like he was being swallowed up by New York and the pressure and the platform and the stage and all those things. And he just wasn't cut out for it. And then this year, you completely author a new story and a new script. And the Knicks are the ones benefiting and so is Julius Randle. And let's hope he can keep it going because right now, are the Knicks there yet? No. Are they a championship team? Absolutely not. But in trying to put this thing together, 
Randall's a piece. Brunson, a piece. You guys know how I feel about R.J. Barrett. You know what, if the, if the Knicks traded him tomorrow, which they're not going to do because they can't, but if they traded him tomorrow, you know what, I, I'm not shedding a tear. And you might have to part ways with him if you want to bring in that true Batman, that true number one to pair with Randall and to pair with Jalen Brunson. But to have two of the three pieces you need already in tow? Time for Leon Rose to roll up his sleeves once we get to the summer again. 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. We'll get to the football as well. Dan Gross's show. Remember, we're rolling until 1230 today. Then it's Rangers hockey right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Manny and Flushing is up next. Let's say hi to him. He's up next here on 9870 SPN. Manny, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for asking. I'm listening. You brought up um, earlier that the Bulls are one of the most disappointing teams. How about the Atlanta Hawks? Well, I, here's the thing about the Atlanta Hawks, okay? And we know that they made Nate McMillan walk the plank earlier this week and Trey Young. Hopefully yeah. he got some of that, like, soap that mechanics mm-hmm. use to get really that tough-to-remove blood off your hands because that's another coach's blood that he has on his hands so far in his career. How about three years. Yeah. How about, how about Atlanta, okay? They, they, they fire Nate McMillan. And then last night, they come out there after the All-Star break, and they put a butt-whooping on a good Cleveland Cavaliers team and almost put up a buck 40. Now they're going to hire Quinn Snyder. Think about how odd that is. They're going to hire Quinn Snyder, who's been out of the league this year, with you know 20 games basically left in the season. They say, here, Quinn, learn the team, learn the players, you know, try to hit it off with them, and oh, by the way, try to get us into the playoffs too. It just makes no sense at all to me how they're running that organization. I agree. I mean, you know, this is a franchise. I mean, you think about what happened with Nathan Billing. Two years ago, that Hawks team was. They were the conference finals. The NBA finals. The conference finals, and they signed him to like a four year extension. Nate Nate McMillan will be fine. You know what I mean, Manny? Like, he's going to get another job because I think that in NBA circles, 
people realize that Trey Young is already becoming one of these dudes who's giving himself a reputation as maybe not being the easiest guy to get along with. I, yeah, unfortunately. Um, but by the but anyway, um, I mean, listen. I mean, the, I mean, right. I, I like what the Knicks did. I mean, down by nineteen and then winning by by a few days. It's like the like where is that the Knicks have won a game in which they were down by double figures, like nineteen or twenty. I mean, if it was last year, I mean, my God, they probably would have lose at least ten points. Or maybe less than, I mean, two years ago, they probably would have went by one because the way they were winning two years ago with Reggie Bullock, with, with, uh, that was fun. But, I mean, the way that they played to, um, um, last night was so, was so it, they fought and clawed. I mean, Christopher Zingas was, was like, was, was like God um, in the first half. Like, he had bits of bunch of threes. And then the second half, he was, he was invisible. He was invisible. I mean, Bradley Bill, what a, I mean, I mean, you got to give the Knicks credit of how they contained the Bradley Bill, even though they hit a, a, a three-pointer that tied the game. But the Knicks fought hard. And he goes, I mean, and Mitchell Robinson, not bad um, from, back from, from, from an injury because he had 10 points, 12 rebounds. The only thing that knocked on him is he better stay out of foul trouble. Because they need Mitchell Robinson. Because if we could have, I mean, let's be honest. If if he didn't, if he did not got hurt two years ago, we probably would have won a playoff series. Well, and Manny, those are the things I hit on earlier in the show. And you're right. And, and I thank you for the phone call. You know, Mitch got the early foul last night, but was able to hang in there. You know, he got you 28 minutes last night. He was a big contributor. He was on the floor during crunch time. All things you want to see from a player. That's why the Knicks re-signed him, right? That's why they gave him the multi-year extension because they believe in this guy. And hopefully with, you know, each game that passes, each month that passes, a lot of that kind of raw aspect to his game maybe sorts to break, starts to break away and fall by the wayside. And you're talking about a guy who knows how to play the game. You could trust him out there to where he's not going to put the team in jeopardy with the fouls. And last night was just one game, and I get it. Washington's Washington. But when you spot a team in the NBA, a professional team, 19 points, and you come back on the road and win, it's still pretty good. And you have your best player, not you know one of your best players, and Julius Randle, having a career tying effort like he did last night. You take that. Now it's it, it it's going to get challenging here. Like I said, the next thirteen games that this team plays, only three of them are going to be against losing teams. Right now, if you look at the next ten, right, because you only have what twenty one left, so essentially half of what they still have to play. Let's cut it off at the end of the West Coast trip. Home New Orleans tonight. Home Boston. Home Brooklyn. At Miami. At Boston. Home Charlotte. Then the West Coast trip. At Sacramento. At Clippers. At Lakers. At Portland. I would love to see six and four. And I don't think it's that unrealistic either. You take care of business tonight. All right, you want to give it a loss against Boston? To be expected. Beat Brooklyn. Then at Miami, at Boston, take a split in those two. Win one of them. Come back home and beat a god-awful Charlotte team. And then that four-game West Coast trip, go two and two. I don't care which games you win, go two and two. And that'll get you to six and four. That'd be pretty good. I think anybody would take that. Because then then you come back from the West Coast, by the way, and then you got Jokic and Denver waiting for you at the Garden. A dangerous Minnesota team. So it just doesn't get easy. It really doesn't. However, if you look at the last 10 games, 
it's a little bit more accommodating than what the previous 10 are. You know, you got a couple of games against Indiana in there. You got Washington again. You got Houston, Orlando. You got a game against Cleveland there, too. Last day of March. Can you imagine if a game like that is like, hey, could the Knicks possibly get to four in the Eastern Conference and they're duking it out with the Cavaliers? That would be something. Wow. All right, 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. We come back. We'll switch gears. Got to get into the football. I know we talked a lot about it this week with the Jet quarterback situation. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. What's the latest? What are we hearing? What are we feeling? We'll break it all down for you, plus the Giants situation with their quarterback and how big of a check are they going to give him or should give him. Dan Gross's show. Remember, we're going until 1230 today. Then it's Rangers right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso show on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Dan Gross's show on this Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Good hoops discussion. Kick off the show here for the, what, past 90 minutes or so. So let's segue into some football because it's the NFL, right? Does the NFL ever sleep? Does the NFL ever rest? No, of course not. And so now we're officially in that window where teams can apply the franchise tag or whatever type of tag you have, transition, exclusive, non-exclusive, whatever, up until March the 7th with any free agent that they have on their team that they see is worthy of it. And that probably applies more to the Giants than it is the Jets. I don't know if the Jets are going to be tagging anybody on their squad this year. But nevertheless, I, I, I think the onus is on the Jets a little bit more because – while the Giants seem to identify who they want to be their quarterback, it's more about just working out a contract and you figure they're going to be able to do it one way or the other, and if not, they'll use the tag, worst-case scenario. Jets are sitting here in a holding pattern because the two guys at the top of their list, namely Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, well, they've been able to meet with one, and the other guy, they're just trying to find out what the hell he's thinking. I think we all are at this point. You know, and, and I'm a little bit disappointed in Aaron Rodgers. I really am, because last Saturday on the show here, we played some of that sound for you from the uh, man in charge of the Sky Cave retreats. What was his name? Something Berman? What's, what was Scott Berman. Okay, our buddy Scott. Scott Berman was talking about the, the Sky Cave retreats and everything that you know a person experiences and what they get and all the bells and whistles. Okay, great. And so Aaron Rodgers you know, was there this week. And, and probably Aaron Rodgers is a little bit disappointed in, in Scott Berman, too, because it seems like the only guy who's offering up the specifics regarding Aaron Rodgers and his stay in the cave has been Scott Berman. Because Aaron Rodgers was very cryptic. Like, when he went on the McAfee show a couple of weeks ago, like, A, he didn't even tell you when he was going into the cave. B, he didn't even tell you, like, how long he was going to be gone. He kind of, like, left it all open to interpretation because Rodgers didn't give you that much. You know, he doesn't talk that much, and he only gets his message out you know, when he wants to. 
But you had Scott Berman, meantime, telling everybody just exactly what's going Like, Aaron Rodgers would basically have you believe that he was living in a ditch in the ground for four days. No toilet, no food, no light, no nothing. But then Berman comes on, and he's trying to sell his business, and he lets everybody know. It's like, oh, yeah, we got these nice little huts, and, you know, you got a nice bed, you got toilet, you got food, and all these things. The, the, the accommodations are decent. And we went on the website. We were checking out the pictures and everything. It looks like a hobbit hole. You know, if you if for uh, Lord of the Rings stuff, right? It's it's not too shabby. The only problem is you don't get light. So then Rogers apparently goes into the retreat, does his thing, and then you got Scott Berman, who tells the whole world, not only did Aaron Rodgers leave, but Aaron Rodgers didn't even fulfill the four day commitment that you're expected to have when you enter the retreat and you enter the cave. Aaron Rodgers went on Monday. And he left on Wednesday. So he only gave you like two and a half days. And so now in light of that, like Jet fans, all you hear from the Jet fan is, well, you know what? If they get Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback, I want him to commit to the Jets for at least two years. You can't just take a one-and-done flyer on Aaron Rodgers. You have to ask for a two-year commitment for this guy so he doesn't leave you high and dry if you don't accomplish what you want to in 2023. Well, you really think you can expect a two-year commitment from a guy who couldn't even give you a four-day commitment in the cave? And this is the guy you want to be your quarterback? I'm kidding. You know, Aaron Rodgers is still the optimal target, right? No, that was late. Come on, man. That was late. That was late. You got to be a little bit quicker with that. Come on. We're giving you A-list material here. You think I'm, I'm, I'm plotting these things out? This is all off the cuff. Come Which on. Which also killed off two family members. <laughs> who, who are we talking about with that, by the way? Do you remember? Who was the family the killing off two? Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, we get a little bit silly on. That's okay, though. Anyway, nobody was harmed in the making of this show. So we still wait about Aaron Rodgers. And remember, last week, you had that gentleman. The name escapes me. I'm not very good with names anymore. Oh, wait, here we go. Bob McGinn, out there in Wisconsin, who used to cover the Packers for a million years, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, all those things, and now he is part of that Go Long TD uh, website there that Tyler Dunn operates, another guy who's covered the team for a very long time. And he said his report was that Green Bay wants to move on from Aaron Rodgers. They're disgusted with him. They're done. They're ready to turn this thing over to Jordan Love. They're tired of the drama. Well, then this past week, it was just a few days ago, Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network says, oh, no, Packers would love to have him back. They'd welcome him back. Yeah, everything's okay. So what are we supposed to believe? Right? Like, what's true, what's not true? Because first of all, Aaron Rodgers has to decide if he wants to play this year. And call me crazy, call me cynical. If you want to live the lifestyle that Aaron Rodgers lives, you know, if you just want to disappear into a dark cave for two and a half days at a time and cut yourself off from the outside world, those things cost money, right? You can't live a luxurious, dark cave lifestyle if you don't have money coming in. Who's going to pay for that stuff? You know how much money that he still has on the table? He's got $50 million coming, $60 million for the upcoming season. How dare me? You think he's going to give that up 
Who's going to pay for the next time he wants to go underground in the cave? What did they say that was? It was about 1300 bucks. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has $1,300 lying around. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and get in his pocket. That's not my job. But that's really at the crux of this whole thing to where I can't see him stepping away from football altogether because of all the money that he'd be leaving on the table. Okay, so that's number one. I think he's playing. Now number two, when he checks back in with the Packers, A, do they want him back? B, does he want to go back to Green Bay? And then let's say they agree to a mutual parting. Then where is he going to be satisfied playing? You know that the Packers in a perfect world would like to get him out of the NFC, just like they wanted to do with Brett Favre, and they sent him to the Jets so they don't have to deal with him. And if you check the schedule this year, Jets aren't playing the AFC, or the, uh, the NFC North. Remember, they just played them last year. So you don't have to worry about seeing them anytime soon. So I think he's playing. And right now, I, I mean, I, I'm just basing it off of a hunch more than anything else. If you're asking me, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up still with the Green Bay Packers. Still. And poor Jordan Love is going to be sitting there saying, guys, come on. Like, what are we doing? How much longer do I have to wait? You know, send me the XFL for crying out loud. At least I could play there. You know, Paxton Lynch was one of the starting quarterbacks of the XFL, and he got benched in the first game. Jordan Love is saying, you know what, let me at least do that. At least I can play. So then if you're the Jets, what do you do? Where do you pivot? Well, then there's Derek Carr. You already had him in for a visit. He liked you, apparently. You liked him. You know, you kind of let it be known just about what winning here could do for his legacy. And now he can kind of vault himself into another stratosphere. So you know that that option is on the table. Now, Jeff Darlington, who covers the NFL for us here at ESPN, among thousands of others, he went on ESPN Radio, the network, Fitz and Harry, those two guys. And as far as the Jets and Derek Carr are concerned, he says, well, got to be a little bit careful when it comes to making this decision. Take a listen. Looking at the situation, and it feels very Jets-esque for them to, like, act like they're in love with Derek and profess their love and somehow mess it up and not wind up with any of them. Again, I, I'm not saying that actually happens, but I'm saying that the Jets need to be pretty careful about this. And if they're not, you know, a burden, a burden hand is worth two in the bush, I believe is the saying, which is kind of, I'm not really a hunter. I don't really completely understand that, but I think, uh, I think it's just important for the Jets to make a decision, and as a result of their sometimes lack of decisiveness, I could see Derek just being like, you know what, I'm going to go sign with the Saints, a team that very clearly wants me. Okay, well, that's interesting, and I'm glad he brought it up. So, so the takeaway there is the Jets have to make a decision. That's brilliant reporting. Um, when we come back, we'll take your calls, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. And I want to dispel this kind of myth that's been out there, and Jeff kind of alluded to it there, kind of in passing. But I just kind of want to completely eliminate one thing that's kind of been hovering around this whole Jets, Derek Carr, pursuit game relationship type thing. We'll roll till 1230 today. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. I'm not very good with names anymore. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 
Remember, we're taking it until 1230 today. Then it's Ranger pregame with me. Don and Dave have the call. Don's actually going to join us coming up at noon. Kind of set the scene from D.C., Rangers, Caps, big afternoon affair. And then remember, we got Knicks basketball coming up tonight. Knicks Pels at MSG, and they're going to honor the 73 champs. Golden anniversary celebration at halftime. So I, I just want to get this out of the way. There's this kind of – all we hear about with Derek Carr, like when he began this pursuit, remember he went to go visit the Saints first and he spent a few days there. And I don't know, so many people thought that he was going to sign with New Orleans. Like, oh, there's no way he's going to leave that team without signing a contract. Because remember, he could sign with anybody. Raiders cut him loose. He could sign today. He doesn't have to wait till the middle of March like all the other free agents have to. And then he goes and he visits the Jets last weekend. Spends a couple of days up in Florham Park. And I mentioned this, I don't know, one of the days it was during the week with Bart. Could somebody please tell me where this robust Derek Carr market is? Tell, seriously, tell me. Because right now, all we know are the Saints and the Jets. The Jets and the Saints. And there are some other teams out there that still legitimately need quarterbacks. But why hasn't he set up a visit with them? Don't you think that maybe he should, oh, I don't know, kind of map out where he thinks he wants his NFL future to be? Because after all, this whole thing gets going in, a, in another couple of weeks. That's when free agency begins, and teams are going to try to start filling the most important position on a team, i.e. the quarterback, as soon as possible. Now, you look at the market right now for some other teams that need quarterbacks. Indianapolis, right? Indianapolis has a high draft pick this year. I don't think that they would be in the market for a guy like Derek Carr because they've gone the whole veteran quarterback route over the last several years, and where has it gotten them? Okay, It got them to the point where Jeff Saturday was their head coach at one point last season. Not too good, I'd say. Okay, you've got the Carolina Panthers. Carolina needs a quarterback, but Frank Reich is now the head coach. Frank Reich just came from Indianapolis. Frank Reich was betrayed by the fact that they never had a steady answer with the quarterback position. It was that revolving door of veterans. Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, on and on and on and on. You think Frank Reich wants to go down that road again with Carolina? No. They'll probably look to bring in somebody young and develop him. Okay, so cross them off the list. Then you got the Houston Texans. Houston, they got a high pick in the draft this year. I mean, you figure one of these guys is tailored to them. Maybe probably Bryce Young from Alabama. So no Derek Carr there, even though he grew up in Houston because they the family moved down there when uh, Derek Carr got drafted and played down there as a Texan. Washington. For some odd God reason, they think that Sam Howell's going to be their guy. You know, they've already gone on record as saying that. Now, I wouldn't hold them to it. There's certainly a chance that somebody other than Sam Howell's going to be their quarterback come week one. But for the time being, that's the guy that they say they're going with. All right, whatever. And then you have Tampa Bay. You know, but what is Tampa Bay going to be for the upcoming season? Brady's gone. You know, they're turning things over. You got some new coaches that are going to be on the staff. You're going to have to say goodbye to some players. I just don't see how Tampa Bay's winning anything next season. You know, there's reports already that Mike Evans, they're, gonna, they're looking to trade here this offseason to continue this kind of retooling. So I don't see really that as a fit. So back to my original point. Explain to me where this robust Derek Carr quarterback market is. It's two teams. It's the Jets and the Saints. 
And if Derek Carr is smart and his agents are smart, they would probably preach patience right about now and wait for Aaron Rodgers to make the first move. Because once Aaron Rodgers decides what he's doing, one way or the other, if he's staying in Green Bay, if he's going to be traded someplace else, whatever team doesn't end up with Aaron Rodgers, well, guess what? If they have their eyes on Derek Carr, the price tag just went up tenfold because he becomes even more of a commodity because you don't have the Rodgers option anymore. It's Derek Carr or bust, or you can wait till free agency. And he could go get Jimmy Garoppolo, who might be cheaper than Derek Carr. Might be, might not be. Don't know. You know, does Ryan Tannehill float your boat? Not me. So that's the way that I would approach this thing if I'm Carr. I'm waiting for Rodgers to make his move and then reacting off of that. But nothing says that you can't set up visits. And remember, he's the one calling the shots now. So if Derek Carr had designs for playing for any of those other teams that I just mentioned, why has he not set anything up until this point? Ira's in Staten Island. He's up next, 98.7 ESPN. Ira, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning. That was a great uh, theory that you just threw out there, and I totally agree with basically everything you said, especially cause value after Rodgers is off the board. Hopefully he's not with the Jets. And, you know, but one thing, Rodgers, to me, he's a little on the lame side. I mean, you commit to a four-day retreat, like you said, and you bail early. I, I've been in a retreat since we left Hard Rock Stadium. We lost to the Dolphins 11-6. to You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't bail out of that retreat. You know, I, Ira, I've been in Ira's retreat. got the one-liners on a Saturday morning. How about that? That's it. That's it. I mean, you know, forget about Rogers. I, I, I've been in a, a two-month retreat. But, you know, but, but all, all kidding Ira, aside. Ira, uh, been a 55-year yeah. retreat. Let's face it. Well, that, that's true. <laughs> I didn't want to go that far, but you're, you're absolutely right. But, you know, <laughs> as for Carr, you know, it, it's amazing. You, you look at the locker room and you want to – what everything that Joe Douglas and, and Salah has built, it seems like – and you're in there. It's a very cohesive unit for the most part, okay? You bring Rodgers in here. If things don't work out perfectly, you know that things could have start to splinter a little especially the direction of the organization and job security of Solomon Douglas. Carr is, it's such a no-brainer to, to sign this guy and continue to go down the path you're going. Maybe you're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, but guess what? I'm going to guarantee you you're not winning the Super Bowl this year with Aaron Rodgers. So I want to just continue the path, draft well, get signed the right players that deserve contracts, do, you know, bring in some free agents, and grow with Carr, and I think that's the sound way to go. Hopefully the Jets do that. And at the end of the day, you got the GM of the Packers talking at the Combine on Tuesday. However, this thing, whether he goes to the Jets, whether he goes to the Giants, wherever he's going to go, stay with the Green Bay, the GM of the Packers has to give the, the, the NFL world some type of answer on Tuesday in Indianapolis. Yeah, I, look, I, he could talk in a lot of, if you want to call it coach speak, Ira, even though he's not a coach, he's a GM, but I think you know what I'm getting at there. And, and thank you for the phone call, as always. You know, he'll probably give you a whole lot of nothing. Uh, what was what did they tell me? Salah is talking, I want to say, Thursday. Does that ring a bell off the top of my head? I think, thir- yeah, Salah's talking Thursday uh, while everybody's down there at the Combine. So, he giving you some information? 
don't know. You know, if nothing is decided, I'm sure you're just going to get a lot of, you know, words and circles from him. Joe Douglas will talk too out there. I don't know what day he's speaking. But look, how is it any different when you're going to draft a quarterback, for example? You know, these teams, coaches, GMs, whatever, they show up to the combine, they answer all the questions about them, you know, from the media. And they don't really tell you anything. They're not going to tip their hand one way or the other what they're leaning towards with the draft, whether it's a, a, a DB, whether it's a defensive lineman, whether it's a wide receiver. They're not, they're not going to give you any concrete information, right? It's, it's, hey, man, I'll give you generalities, but I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to give away state secrets. This is still going to be a process for a couple of more weeks. I got that feeling because Rodgers probably at this point – feels that he's in no rush, and he could take his time. And he's kind of that first domino. He's got to make his decision, and then everything else falls into place. And, oh, by the way, there's another name I'll throw out there that we haven't mentioned, at least not today. How do you feel about Lamar Jackson if you somehow pry him from Baltimore? Because that's money. That's the reason that thing ain't working out there in Baltimore, money. That's why they haven't had a meeting of the minds yet. But do they reach a point where they may be part ways? And what is that going to cost you? Not just terms in dollars, but just in trade capital, too, to be able to get him from the Ravens. And you know that they're going to want a lot. We'll continue this conversation. We'll also get into the Giants situation with Daniel Jones. And, oh, by the way, how about those new rules in baseball? The pitch clock, baby, already making an impact, even though it's just spring training. Dan Gross' show, remember, we go till 1230, then it's Rangers hockey right here on 9870 ESPN. A luxurious, dark cave lifestyle 